Welcome family, friends, and all of our visitors. Today, Pastor OJ is beginning our new life-changing series, Dreams to Destiny. He will be describing how we can overcome our insecurities by understanding our true identity. I really believe you're going to enjoy this service. Thanks for joining us. We are excited about what God is doing. Are you excited about what God's doing? And uh, I just welcome you here. Uh, welcome to those in the balcony. Can you wave? Okay, I can see you barely. The lights are bright, but I can see you. You're up there. Great. And, uh, uh, and on the main floor, and for the guy just moving from his kitchen to the living room, welcome online. By the way, that coffee does look pretty good you just made. Now, we all have dreams, dreams for our families, dreams for our finances, dreams for our chosen vocations, but over these next 10 weeks, over these next 10 weeks, I'm going to encourage you to allow God to dream in your life, and I want you to receive God's dream for your life. Let Him stir, let Him stir in your heart His dream for you. And I'm asking for a commitment. I'm asking for a commitment. If you can agree to participate for the next 10 weeks, every week, either online or in person to these next 10 messages, because they're uh, sequential, they're foundational, and I believe they're going to be life-changing for you personally and for this church. See, every person has a dream from God. God gives us dreams and that's our calling. God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts. How many of you know that? Thank you, Lord. I'm so thankful they are. They're higher. And guess what? His plans are better than the plans that you can come up with for your life. They're better. They're better. Each person's dream is unique, but God is the supernaturally intertwining all the individual dreams with his master dream to the fulfillment of his master dream of reconciling his lost children to himself. And God has assigned each one of us a unique role for, to fulfill, in, to work towards the fulfillment of his dream. Each one of us has a destiny that is essential to his plan. Every person has a destiny from God. Isn't that exciting? You have a destiny from God. Say that to the person next to you. And if you're at home, say that to the other person that's at home with you. You have a destiny from God. God gives us purpose. That's our destiny. Purpose is our destiny. No two roles are exactly alike, but they are equally important to God. There are things that he's created for you to do that only you can accomplish. Only you can accomplish. Same is true for me. Some things I have to do that you can't do that he's asked me to do. 
that only I can accomplish. Each one of us has a unique assignment from God. And if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. Now, the sad reality is that many people live with the dream instead of in their destiny. And we're going to spend the next 10 weeks uh, studying the life of Joseph, learning principles in moving from our dream into our destiny. Now, God gave Joseph a dream when he was how old? Sunday school teachers? 17. 17. And he stepped into to beginning to fulfill that destiny when he was how old? 30. 30. Now, he didn't totally fulfill it at 30, but he began to step into it from fulfilling it. He didn't fulfill it to much later in his life. Psalms 105, 19 tells us this. Until the time came to fulfill his dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. And in order to fulfill the destiny God gave him, Joseph had to pass 10 character development tests. Guess what? Each of us also will have to pass these 10 character development tests in order to fulfill the destiny that God has for us. You know, many people have dreams, a lot of dreams, a lot of dreams. However, they have not entered into their destiny because they have not passed the character development tests. The amazing thing with God, this is amazing, He doesn't just take the paper of our life and write a big F, failure, all over our life. He doesn't do that. You know what he writes on our paper? Do it again. Repeat. Repeat. And guess what? We will keep going through the same character tests over and over and over and over and over again until we get it. God loves us too much to not do that. We'll get repeat. The test, the trial, the thing that you're in the middle right now might well be the character test that is God is taking you through that will propel you toward your destiny. Praise His name. So that's the introduction to the series. Just want you to note, I've had two things I've had to do. Talk about goals, introduce the series. You can say to somebody next to you, and he hasn't even started the message yet. So let's stand, because the message is going to start now with prayer. Let's stand together. Title of the message is, Who Do You Think You Are? Or Who Do You Think You Are? So God, even as we stand with open hearts, opening our hands symbolically before you, saying, God, we're in a posture to receive. As we begin this series, as we begin this series, Holy Spirit, we invite you to do a deep work in every one of our hearts, in every one of our hearts, whether we're watching online, whether we're here in the house, God, we invite your Holy Spirit's working in Jesus' name. And God, we are looking forward in anticipation and with excitement and with hope of what you're going to do in our hearts. For your honor and glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated.
We're picking up uh, our series in Genesis chapter 37, uh, beginning in verses 1 to 2. Uh, a little bit of history here on Joseph's life. So Jacob settled again in the land of Canaan, where his father had lived as a foreigner. And this is the account of Jacob and his family. When Joseph was 17 years old, remember I mentioned he was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flocks. He worked for his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wife, Bilha and Zilpha, but Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things that his brothers were doing. Some of the bad things that his brothers were doing. Now, Joseph came from a very complicated family. His uh, father, Jacob, had... Well, let me just say this before I go on. If you come from a complicated family, I want to say to you, there's incredible hope for you in Jesus. Here's how complicated Joseph's family was. His father, Jacob, had two wives, Leah and Rebekah. And Leah had given her maid, Zilpha as a wife to her husband Jacob to bear children. And Rebekah also gave her maid Bilhah to her husband Jacob to bear children. So four ladies in one house. Wow. That's a good thing. I mean, ladies are a good thing, but I, I'm not saying having four wives. Wow. Now there's a blooper. Can you guys cut that out of the tape? <laughs> you know, isn't it cool the way the Bible records history as it was? not the way it should have been? Aren't you thankful for that? I believe that lends again to some more credibility for how authentic the Word of God is. Praise His name. So where was I? Oh yeah, with all the ladies, right? Leah had the, so Leah had six sons. Zilpha had two. Bila had two. Rachel was Joseph's mother with two sons, uh, jo uh, Joseph and Benjamin, the youngest one. So 12 boys total. 12 sons through whose lineage would eventually come the 12 tribes of Israel. A complicated family with huge potential for sibling rivalry. And here, right at the beginning, Joseph is the tattletale little brother reporting bad activities to his father. And to add it to it even further, uh, in verse 3 we read, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. He had also been born to him of Rebekah, who was uh, Jacob's youngest wife and his favorite wife. And uh, so one day, uh, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. Some other versions would say the, uh, a coat of many colors. So Joseph's coat of many colors gave him uh, symbolized favor. Certainly, the, there's differing views as to all the different things the coat w could mean. I'm not really going to delve into that because we don't know for sure, but the simplistic most thing we know for sure, it symbolized significant favor. It wasn't a garment like his brothers would wear. Rather, it was rather an elaborate work of art that made it to stand out, you know, kind of like the person that comes in with that outfit that just stands out from everybody else. It was like that. 
It stood out. It spoke of nobility. It did not speak of commonness. It did not speak of hard work. And the, here's the key. It set his brother, him apart from his brothers in a way that they didn't appreciate. They didn't appreciate it. As a matter of fact, verse 4 says, But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of him. They loved him, he loved Joseph more than the rest of them. And they couldn't say a kind word to him. Wow. Now there's a family rivalry for sure. So this caused an intense level of sibling rivalry between Joseph and his brothers. And then, in verse 5 to 7, we read, One night Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to the dream, he said. We were out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundles stood up, and your bundles all gathered around me and bowed low before me. Wow. You've got to wonder about the wisdom of Joseph bragging to his big brothers that already hate him about the coat and the father's favoritism, and now he's bragging to them about a dream that they're going to bow down before him? Wow. You know what that says to me? We really need to think before we talk, right? Maybe we talk too much. I think we need to think before we talk, and we need to think before we post on social media or Instagram, or the stuff we're putting out there. We need to think. Think before we talk. My wife was listening to a Focus on the Family uh, broadcast, and she heard a speaker, Wendy, speak, and understand the number of the ladies in our church are studying uh, some of her material. But she had an acronym that Barb shared with me, which I thought was amazing, so relevant. And, and if we take and we put uh, what we're going to say through this grid, I believe it's going to lead us to a good place. And the acronym is this. Uh, first of all, think. Is it true? Is it true? Yes, what Joseph was going to share here was true. But much of what we're reposting on Facebook, we have not checked the source, and we really don't know if it's true. Secondly, is it helpful? Is it helpful? If I say this, if I post this, will it be helpful? Was this helpful for Joseph to go share with his brothers? I don't think so. I think if he'd have ran it through this grid, he'd, he'd have stopped. Then is it, think, is it inspiring? Is this going to inspire people? Is it going to build up and encourage? I don't think so. I don't think Joseph is going to do that. Then, is it necessary? If I just post this, or if I just lay this out, is this necessary? Was it necessary for Joseph to share this? No. As a matter of fact, he'd have been wise not to. And then, lastly, is it kind? If I share this, is this a kind thing to share? So before we post, before we talk, we need to think. How many of you have ever wished you could take your words back? All of us. All of us have. So great grid for us just to uh, run through this, run our words through before we speak them out. Then we go to verse 8. 
this tells us how the brothers responded. Any guess? Big brothers, little brother talking like this. They said, so you think you will be our king? Do you? Do you actually think you're going to reign over us? And then here's the key. And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and by the way he talked about them. This phrase would indicate to me that Joseph would have had some kind of a arrogance, some kind of a pride, some kind, as he was talking about these dreams to his brothers. His brothers are really saying to him, like, who do you think you are, Joseph? Like, who do you think you are? We're going to bow before you. Give your head a shake, man. Like, who do you think you are? And then verse 9. Soon Joseph has another dream. And again, he <laughs> catch this. And again, he told his brothers about it. Listen, I've had another dream, guys. At this time, the sun, the moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. 11 brothers, 11 stars, connect the dots. Isn't this brilliant or what? Joseph does it again. Now, he had already experienced his brother's response to the first dream. So why can't Joseph just close his mouth and stop bragging? You know, sometimes, every time people's mouths open, they're either bragging or lying. Sometimes. So why, could, why would Joseph do this again? Why? Well, I believe his pride was manifesting in a form of insecurity. Folks, when we are insecure, we all talk and brag way too much. See, when you receive a dream from God, don't brag about it like Joseph did. Bragging about it reveals that there is pride in your heart. Insecurity is the root of pride. If pride is in your heart, insecurity is in your soul. And when we're insecure, we always need to be bragging, always need to be talking, always need to make sure that they hear our opinion and what we think of it. When we're insecure in who we are, we look to a whole lot of different types of things to form our identity. All kinds of different things to give us acceptance, security, and significance. Your dream is not your identity. Your social media image does not form your identity. Your career, positions, and titles do not form your identity. Your hall of fame or your success does not form your identity. And here's the other good part, neither does your hall of shame. Your hall of shame does not form your identity. What people say about you does not form your identity. Your financial net worth statement does not define your identity. Your marital status does not define your identity. The list could go on and on and on to all of the different things we are seeking to define our identity with. We, 
can summarize it this way. Your identity does not come from what you have done. Your identity comes from what God has done for you. Isn't that amazing? All humanity is looking for three things that are foundational to our identity. And the amazing thing is through Jesus' death on the cross and His resurrection, God has provided the way for these things, for acceptance, for security, for significance, given you a new identity in Him. Aren't you thankful that you can say, I am accepted I don't need to be bragging about anything. I am accepted. I am God's child. I have been chosen by God and adopted as his child. Isn't that cool? Chosen and adopted. Praise his name. And above that, I am a friend of Jesus. Look it up. It's all Bible. I have been justified, declared righteous. I am united with the Lord, and I am one with Him in spirit. Praise His name. I am a member of Christ's body. I have been redeemed and forgiven of all my sins. Hallelujah, Jesus. And I am complete. Complete in Him. Did you receive that this morning? I am accepted. And I am secure. I am born of God and the evil one cannot touch me. I am free from any condemnation brought against me and I cannot be separated from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I am assured that God works all things for my good in all circumstances. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I am confident that God will complete the good work within me, the good work he started in me, and I am a citizen of heaven. Praise his name. So I am accepted, I am secure, and I am significant. I am a branch of Jesus Christ, the true vine, and a channel of his life. I have been chosen and appointed to bear fruit. I am God's temple. I am a minister of reconciliation for God. I am seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. I am God's workmanship. Catch this, not a piece of work, but I am God's workmanship. I may approach God with freedom and confidence. Isn't that amazing that we come with freedom and with confidence covered by the blood of Jesus into the throne room of the almighty ruler of the universe? That's incredible. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am accepted, I am secure, and I am significant. Folks, Understanding your identity as a son or daughter of God will deal with the insecurity in your soul. And remembering that you are adopted and saved by God's grace, not your own works, but by God's grace deals with the pride in your heart. In other words, 
Understanding I am a child of God deals with my insecurity. And understanding and recognizing the incredible, I'm saying incredible, amazing grace that has been extended to me, to you. When we get that, then we're going to walk with humility, understanding that it's only by grace that we can come, only by grace that we can enter. And that will deal with the pride. Never forget where you've come from. Let me say that again. Never forget where you've come from. That'll humble you immediately to walk with, with humility. And also with the confidence at the same time, understanding who you are as a child of God, not insecurity. Verse 10. He's told his brothers, might as well tell dad too, right? So this time he told his, the dream to his father as well, as to his brothers. His father kind of said like, Joseph, my son, I'm paraphrasing here, maybe embellishing. Um, I know you're my favorite son. I know you're amazing, but Joseph, come on. Like, who do you think you are? Come on, Joseph. Like, what kind of a dream is this? What kind of a dream is that? Do you think that your mother and I and your brothers actually are going to come and we're going to bow down before you? Joseph, you really think so? You really think so? Now, when he said mother here, for those of you students of Scripture, he was probably referring to the stepmother because Rebecca would have been dead by this time. So he's probably referring to Leah. And uh, Jacob is saying, hey, son, like, what kind of a dream is this? And yet, Jacob handles it, I believe, with maturity. With maturity. We go to verse 11. The brothers were jealous, but Jacob, the father, he kind of wonders, like, what does this all mean? And let me suggest to you, when you listen to some young person's dream, and sometimes they can be pretty grandiose, you can ask some questions like Jacob did, but be open. You know, God is going to take some, pretty some people into some amazing places that are sitting in here today. They've got that dream in their heart. You might say, what? But guess what? God is going to take them there. So Joseph, Jacob wondered what it meant. Now, we all have some dreams. We all have dreams, perhaps from our childhood, which, will, which were personal fantasies that we need to let go of. I'd love to hear your childhood dreams. Maybe, my, like me, you dreamt of catching that winning touchdown in the CFL. I did. Or running up the middle in the CFL. You know what? I have to let go of that dream. The CFL doesn't recruit guys with gray hair. For... Actually, I let grow of that dream very, very early in my 20s when I went towards the police force direction and didn't pursue other directions. Almost every kid growing up, every guy for sure growing up in Canada, most have a dream of playing in the NHL. You know, if you're about 30, 40 years old, I think let that dream go. I don't think they're going to be folding. The NHL won't be calling after dinner today to see if you're available. We need to lay down some things, for sure. 
And then we also need to allow God to purify our dreams to coincide with his purposes. See, the dream that Joseph had was not his destiny. His purpose on earth was not to get his big brothers to bow down to him. That wasn't it. See, Joseph's purpose was to become second in command of the greatest nation on earth so he could save hundreds of thousands of people during a time of a seven-year famine, including his brothers and his father, so that the nation of Israel as a people could be formed and all the purposes of God could be fulfilled through it. Here's a little tip. If your dream is all about you, It's all about you, like you're right in the center of it. You kind of get what I mean. Uh, It's possibly a personal fantasy, a daydream that has to be laid down, or it's a dream that needs to be purified by God. So why wouldn't God give Joseph a dream that is very more direct about saving multitudes of people? Why? Why? Well, I believe Joseph was given the dream this way so that what in his heart could be revealed. It revealed his pride and insecurity. Is it possible that God has given you your dream in a way to reveal some things that are in your heart that need to be dealt with before you can move from your dream to your destiny? See, the dream from God is not the same as the destiny. The dream is simply what starts you on the path to maturity so you can handle the destiny. If you cannot be humble with the dream and if you cannot go through the character development process and pass the character development test, you will never have the destiny. You know why? Because the destiny would destroy you. Would destroy us. At this point... In Joseph's life, he was nowhere ready, near ready, nowhere near ready to be second in charge over all of Egypt. It would have been a disaster at that time. So how do I sort out if my dream is from God or if it needs purifying? Well, don't seek the dream. Seek the dream giver. Seek the dream giver. And as we grow close to God in relationship, He will work in our hearts. And you know, that's what's been happening in these 21 days, hasn't it? God has been working and stirring in our hearts. And we've been growing closer and closer to God. In John 10, 27, we read, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now, in order to hear the voice of God, we need to spend time with Him. We need to get to know Him through relationship. We need to be in His Word. We need to be in prayer. We need to recognize His voice because He's not hiding from us. As we draw near to Him, He will draw near to us. Amazing thing that Jesus said. He says, I no longer call you servant because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything I learned from the Father, I, what? I have made known to you. So in relationship is where all of this gets sorted out. You might be here this morning. 
either upstairs in the balcony or in the main floor or watching online. And you might say, you know, I don't have that relationship. I don't have it. Thank you for being honest. I think that's the best posture for us to have is uh, honesty. Thank you for being honest about that. And I am looking for acceptance, security, and significance. Well, Jesus is reaching to you today. Jesus is reaching to you today. And he says, come and be my son. Come and be my daughter. Receive me as my Savior. I'm going to lead you in a prayer in a moment. And uh, I want to invite you all to say that prayer, whether you're in house or whether you're watching online today. I want you to join me in this prayer. Lord Jesus, today, I come before you. And I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and rose again on the third day. And today, I want to receive you as Lord and Savior of my life. Put your dream for my life into my heart. And I'm going to continue to trust you to bring this dream into reality in your time. So, Jesus, I receive you today, and I walk with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, thank you so much for doing that. Scripture talks about that the angels in heaven rejoice when one crosses the line of faith. Hallelujah, Jesus. Coming up on your screen is a number, 587-323-1199. If you can take out your cell phone and just text LIFE to that number, a slide will come up where you can put in some brief contact information that will allow us to forward to you some online resources. It, it's an excellent booklet called NEXT, NEXT STEPS, WHAT'S NEXT, that will really help you in your journey. God bless you for doing that. So who do you think you are? Everybody's scared to answer that question. A child of God, right? Amen. A child of God who is accepted, secure, and significant. And guess what? God is taking, to a, taking you to a destiny that your current resume doesn't qualify you for. Isn't that exciting? You're not qualified today. However, if you surrender to the working of the Holy Spirit, and if you stay faithful to God, stay listening to His voice, He will do the character work in you, lead you through things to qualify you, and He will move you from your dream to your destiny. Praise His name. Thanks for joining us today. If you need anything, do not hesitate to contact us. You can find more information on our website or on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. We hope to see you again soon. Bye-bye for now.